You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones. They fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, collective? Welcome to another brand new episode of the Chrispiracy Podcast. I am your host, Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. This is the only podcast where we continue to break the matrix. But on that note, shout out to all the other podcasts that contribute to breaking the matrix and bending it. I'm not the only one. It just sounds catchy. <laughs> You know how every pod, when they come in, they always say some shit like the greatest pod in the world or the best podcast in the universe. Well, this is the only podcast where we continue to break the matrix. That shit just sounds catchy, man. That shit sounds fly. But shout out to all the podcasts that are also contributing to this movement. I'm not the only one. You know, I was inspired by the greats, by the by the almighty podcast, the Tim Foyle Hat Podcast. So shout out to the good brother, Sam Tripoli. He don't know me. He don't know me. I don't know him either, but... I give credit to him because it got me in this lane. It, he really he shattered my whole reality too as well when I came across this podcast. So shout out to Sam Tripoli and the Tim Fowler Hat Podcast. Shout out to all the smaller ones too that are bubbling up right now. There's a community on Twitter that's really bubbling and that we're all contributing to this to this to uh, breaking the matrix. So shout out to podcasts like All Real um, All Real Eyes. All Realize Radio, shout out to My Maria 777 to Conrad, to Home Records Pod, to the Black Pill Podcast. So shout out to everyone that's out here matrix bending and breaking and changing people's perception of this reality that we've been accustomed to believe is the right way. Um, I have an interesting episode today for you guys as well. We're going to be talking about cryptocurrency. I have not touched on cryptocurrency like that. Um, I'm familiar with cryptocurrency. I inve- invested into some crypto back in 2016, but I was younger and naive still, and still not didn't have certain information. So I didn't really. I was still simple-minded to to cryptocurrency. Never invested into Bitcoin, and I fucked up because at the time when I found out about it, it was four thousand, five thousand a coin. But being small-minded to cryptocurrency. I figured if I can't own a full coin, then there's no there's really no point for me to own a Bitcoin or even invest any money into it. So I went with the Ethereum, the Litecoins, the you know, I invested into Doge back in 2016 before I went to the moon, you know? So but I was I was always like a long-term investor type of person. I'm not trying to be always trying to see what's going on to sell it or trade it or it just it's it's a lot. If you really if that's what you want to do, then cool, you know, it's really a job. I'm not passionate about that shit. It does make you money though. It can make you it's easy money, but you have to be keeping up with it and, and, and just being aware, follow certain information, gain certain information, follow certain accounts that are always talking about crypto and shit like that. So I'm I'm surface level knowledgeable of cryptocurrency, okay? Uh, but I did sleep on Bitcoin. Even even if I would have thrown in $1,000 to Bitcoin, that shit would have probably been super multiplied by now and I fucked up. But it wasn't my time and maybe I was just naive to it, but I still have money in crypto and now there's this new crypto that's that well basically now I'm just trying to figure out what is the next one, right? Cause it's never the first thing. Bitcoin is the first thing that we get, the first cryptocurrency that's like the mainstream one. 
So I want to know what's the next one. What's going to be the next big one that's going to that's gonna, uh, be at a Bitcoin type of recognition and level? So I'm trying to catch on to the next one early. And I'm trying to diversify my portfolio as, as far as, far as uh, cryptocurrency. So today our guest, we're going to get into cryptocurrency and talk about Zcash, about Zec. So I believe, and I go, and I only believe this because I'm going based off uh, the man himself, Gary, the numbers guy, and Gary uh, vouches for uh, Zcash and Zek because it was found on the 28th, and uh, you know, so he obviously he always applies numerology to all his practice to everything in the real world. So and the fact, and then Gary had tweeted this person that I'm about to have introduced to you guys, and he had tweeted his account out and. He had tweeted him basically saying, introducing him as President Trump's former assistant, right? I guess that's how Gary got into the White House because of this, because of this person and when he had his tour, his private tour and everything. And when Gary chatted this account out, I started following just because, you know, I always kind of look into who Gary gives shout outs to and everything like that. So he promoted this person and I started looking into his account. I started following him because, you know, I was like, oh, dope. Trump's former assistant or someone that worked with Trump. Cool. He's a GG33. He, Gary's promoting him. Dope. I'll follow him. And then while I'm, while obviously after following him, he started, I started seeing the content that he's uh, providing on his, on his feed and that he's retweeting and he's engaging in and the conversation he's engaging in. And there's a lot of, uh, it was a lot of Zcash talk, a lot of Zek and Zcash talk. And, he, and then I started getting more hip to Zcash because of, the retweets and the the stuff that he was saying about about Zek, Zek is Zcash. So no, Zek Zek Zcash. I might be saying I might be saying both, but the same thing. And um, and so I got hip to it. I started looking into it, and then eventually I just reached out to the guest and was like, "Yo, bro, it'd be cool to have you on. If, you know, we could talk some Zcash because I mean it'd be cool for the listeners to know. Maybe we can get a heads up and all that because I I have invested into Zcash, but I invested into Zcash." When it was already at ninety dollars, ninety something dollars, uh, now it's at like one. It, it fluctuates between like one twenty, one forty. So it is going up, but you know Gary was telling people to invest into it when it was at twenty two dollars, when it was at twenty eight dollars, when it was at thirty three dollars. I wasn't listening even back then because I just didn't want to participate in crypto anymore. I already had what I had invested initially in twenty sixteen, but I didn't really want to go back into investing more into it. Um. But then I got on board. I got on board after following this account. And, uh, you know, so this guest today, we're just going to get into the whole crypto talk. We're going to talk cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about should we, should, be we, should, we, uh, should we be wary of Bitcoin? Should we diversify a portfolio? What, like what's good about Zcash? What's the difference? Why this one? So we're going to get into all that. We do talk about him also being Trump's assistant. And we, we're going to get into... Uh, we're gonna get into it, into how he how his journey began, for uh, working with the working alongside the president. Uh, he's an Emmy Award winner. We talk about that. So I'm we're gonna we have an amazing guest for you guys today, and I'm really excited about that shit. So, um, but before we get into the episode, again, big shout out to everyone that's really been tapping in, everyone that's been showing love. I really do appreciate it. A big shout out to my boy um, Eyes. Uh, he really keeps my name circling amongst these uh, amongst these uh, podcasts and community, and I, I I fucks with you, bro. Heavy. Um, I'm not too much of a big tweeter, always on social media, so I tend to always, you know, I have my moments when I do hop online, but I tend to also be away from it a lot. 
And so I never, I'm never, I'm never really catching everything on, in live time. I'm always a few hours late sometimes, maybe a few minutes late. I don't, you know. But so shout out to Eyes for keeping me in these conversations. I really do appreciate you, bro. And you guys should really go check out our 33 minutes uh, live stream that we did with Cujo. It was me, my, it was myself, Cujo, and Eyes. And we might be making it a regular thing, you know, so just stay tuned. That's on Cujo's YouTube page as well. Just go on YouTube and type in 86 Cujo. I'll actually provide it on the on this episode. I'm in the description. I'll have the link for you guys to check it out. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be doing 33 minutes just shooting the shit, talking about current events and stuff like that. And I did one already myself with Cujo, but the second one we did have um, eyes on us, on it with, uh, with us as well. So, you guys, go check out both of those episodes. And, um, yeah, just tap in with us. Tap in with Cujo. Tap in with Oz. Tap in with myself. And, yeah, I'm just excited to get Chris Spiracy, uh to just really get the ball going even more because I do see I do see how this is, uh, is growing. It's growing faster than my older podcast, and I'm forever grateful for just the guests that, that come on my show and that bring new eyes to my platform and that, help, that are helping me grow my platform. That's the biggest key, that are helping me build this platform. Because they are bringing different eyes, they bring different traffic, and shout out to all you guys that really stay because you like what you like me. Eventually, you guys come because of the guests, but eventually stay because you guys actually fuck with what I have to bring to the table. And um, I'm gonna fuck the podcast game up. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. I'm gonna fuck the podcast game up. I'm a creator, and I know what people want to see. I know how to engage people the right way. I'm a lot of this information is overwhelming. A lot of this illusion shit, everything's fake shit is overwhelming. And I can understand how people don't always want to just be mindfucked. Is it is it is like I said, it's overwhelming. So we have I have I have to find a way to make it entertaining as well and 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 hook the listeners to the podcast. We gotta start giving the listeners the medicine through the candy. You gotta make it appealing and pleasing. It can't all just be about dark shit, about corrupt shit. And like, yes, we could talk about it, but let's figure out a way to to do it in a creative way. Let's figure out a way to do it in an entertainment way. I don't want to do it in a way where I'm instilling more fear into people because a lot of this information is like it's overwhelming. It's heavy information, and some and it and it makes people wanna. It makes people change their way of thinking and perspective, which is a good thing, but it's a process as well. And it's not an overnight process. It's a few years. I feel like I'm, I still deal with stuff mentally, but I, I feel like I'm getting to a point, to a spot where I'm able to differentiate everything. I'm able not to involve my emotions in um, everything that's being broadcasted to me through, through screens or through society. I'm able to differentiate the emotions, the real and the fake, and what, I, what is tangible and what's not tangible. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't just fucking sit around and not do nothing. We got to keep evolving, guys. We got to keep evolving, and evolving is a lot, and it's a process. But no one can do it for you. I can't hold your hand for you. Um, all you gotta do is find your tools to help you get there. Tools like this, like a podcast. Certain podcasts help me get to where I am. I am where I'm at, and just learn to take a little bit from everyone. The truth is remixed in so many ways that we don't know what really is true or false. So just take everything with a grain of salt and question everything, even the even the things even the things that you might think. That you're so set in stone in as far as beliefs, just question it. 
question why do you think like that because at the end of the day it might be bias too like you you start just believing what you want to believe and you start you start confirming your beliefs with the research you come across because it's the research you're trying to find and like i've said on in, in the live in the live stream with Kujo and, and eyes 30 in the 33 minutes live i don't invest too much into something being fake nor do i invest it invest too much time into it being real i don't care i not it's not my control now the goal is to wake up other people and make them realize that this is all an illusion i understand that but everyone's going to get there one way or another and if they don't it's not meant for them to get there but we just have to leave the pieces we have to leave the pieces laying around like podcasts like like the ones i just mentioned earlier us we just leaving we're leaving the pieces around that people hopefully find these podcasts find these informations find these voices find these conversations cuz i've had amazing conversations on my show and all these podcasts have had amazing conversations on the show and once you come across a certain podcast and you just go down that rabbit hole and you start just it's going to fuck you up but it's a good fuck up and eventually you're going to come back out of that rabbit hole way more understanding of how this shit really is and how they use your emotion and your energy and they've manipulated to harvest their to harvest it and create their reality understand the powers that be understand the tools they use cuz we can apply the same tools to our reality and our matrix but i'm not worried about the other shit i'm worried about my inner matrix and what i can what i have control over what i can touch what i can feel and that's it all that shit through a screen questionable to me i don't know i can't do anything about that but Today, <laughs> that was that was <laughs> I got pretty I got pretty heavy, huh? Shit, I didn't mean to do that. Before I introduced my guest, shit. But yo, to the, so going back to the episode, we're going cryptocurrency today. We're talking Zcash, talking Zek, talking President Trump. We're talking COVID a little bit. We're talking about the future of the country, the future of crypto. We're just we're getting into it, man. We're getting, the only thing that should have asked homie about was NFTs. I forgot to bring up NFTs, but hey, there's always more guests, right? Wink, wink. So today on Conspiracy, we welcome none other than Thor Torrens, aka Thor Likes. How you doing today, brother? How you doing, bro? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on Conspiracy. I really appreciate you and your time. Yeah, man. Great job. Great job you're doing. You know, I'm gonna say this right now. I'm investing in the ground floor. This is gonna be a big podcast. So keep going, man. I like what you're doing. Ooh, thank you, bro. I, that's 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 good words to hear today. Um so let's get into it you know you go by Thor likes Thor Thor Torrens on uh Twitter um on your Twitter actually it says it says it says on your Twitter uh let me see what it says it says creator Emmy award winner former special assistant to POTUS you're uh, you have a web agency at eventorrens.com and you're a co-founder of Zek Art now I'm curious Emmy award winner were you on a TV show Yeah, I worked at MLB Network and we won an Emmy award and they gave it to the whole crew and they were actually cool enough as well to buy the award for us and uh so we have the physical award for the whole team cuz most networks don't do that. Sometimes they make the uh employee purchase it. So yeah, that that was MLB Network in 2012. So I like to put that right there at the top of the bio. I think it was a great accomplishment. That's dope, man. So you you've been you've worked in television a lot. Or, yeah, I worked 
I worked in TV for about 15 years as a teleprompter operator for a cool company called VIP Prompting. And they have like the top clients in New York and tri-state area. So I was able to get some good experience with the top, you know, the biggest names in entertainment and television. Mm. Uh, you said New York. Are you, uh, Are New- you uh, a New York cat? Oh, yeah. I was born in Harlem in 1984. And then I grew up in the Upper West Side of Manhattan until around three or four years old. Then I moved up to Rockland County, New York suburbs. Wow. And I know, bro, I'm in California. I think we're in the two worst states right now. <laughs> uh, how, is, how is things holding up over there because of COVID? Yeah, things are holding up. There's a lot of government in your state as well as my state. They make a lot of decisions, maybe too many decisions. So a lot of people are moving out, man. A lot of people are leaving New York. They're going to Florida, New Jersey. So we're thinking about it, but we still love it here too. We're still having a lot of fun here as well. Still uh, one of the best cities in the world. That's what I say too. Where I'm at, you know, I love California. Amazing weather. We just it's it's cool here. But you know, my parents live in Florida, and I'd be seeing how they out there just doing whatever they want to do. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I doing know, over they, here? Yeah, they were only one of the only states that wasn't forced to wear masks. Mm. So, you know, that was pretty cool, and they did just fine. You know, whereas California probably had the strictest strictest protocol and they were like in the top three of worst worst cases and worst death numbers and all that what is your i don't really want to i don't like getting into covid because i'm kind of over that topic but what are your opinions on covid yeah i mean it was a real thing they definitely did a great job marketing it and Hmm. using it against the people you know all of a sudden the flu disappeared um a lot of people were blaming the masks when we also have a lot worse problems obesity rate like 50 percent you know people's iodine levels are extremely low their real salt levels are extremely low so people are already walking around compromised to begin with mm. and then you introduce you introduce a pathogen like this and it just knocks them off the ropes out of the ring so you know people gotta go to the pre- preventative medicine route and make sure they're working at a surplus you know yeah, this 2020 it was a big year for like health. It should have woken up a lot of people, but at the same time, people really don't give a fuck, man. That's that's crazy, you know, because even that, even after recovering from COVID, they back to eating hot Cheetos in the morning, bro, for breakfast, and it's just like, damn, man. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they said, oh, they compare us to other countries. Like, why didn't Japan get hit that hard? Or this country? Well, they average 15 milligrams of iodine a day. You know, mm. through their diet, and they have about a two percent obesity rate. We average less than one milligram of iodine a day, and Fuck. we have a fifty percent, a fifty percent obesity rate. So of course, it's not just masks, and everybody was wearing masks. They were still all getting sick. People walk around sick to begin with. Feel me? So this just makes it ten times worse. Um, when if they were going through life beforehand, you know, getting their getting sunlight, getting the Redmond's real salt, getting mm. the iodine. You know, vitamin C, all bioavailable foods. Mm. How long do you see this um, being a thing, us being under a quote-unquote pandemic? Till August. I think everybody will, you know, by then. You know, I was was thinking about not wearing uh, a mask in a store today. And if people questioned me, I was just going to be like, oh, you guys didn't see the news? 
They just announced we don't have to wear masks anymore. You know, and then everybody would have taken their mask off and been like, yay, yay. Like, you know, that's how dumb we are. That's a fact, though. You know? Oh, man, it's so sad. But you think August, that's interesting. I didn't, I don't, I didn't think we were going to see the end of, you know, quote-unquote pandemic this year. Maybe lockdowns a little bit. We'll probably get back to getting out there, but I'll be surprised if it, if it stops being a thing, you know, in August. Don't forget, 99% survival rate. Yeah, but even with all that being out there, right, the, the, the propaganda is still winning. The fear is still winning. So people people know that, but people are still double masked up now at this point, and it's kind of it's just upsetting. It's, I just see like we do all the work for them, and all they have to do is just put whatever on TV or or in our phones, and we do the rest for them. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, next time someone gets mad if not wearing a mask, tell them that they just came on the news that we don't have to wear them anymore and <laughs> watch their face. Uh, how's your family how does your family deal with it and like everyone around you are they you know they listen to kind of to what you got to say or are they kind of more like no we're wearing masks and doing our own thing or no we pretty much you know we've we've acted like nothing is even happening you know we were going outside every day some of our neighbors were even mad at first that we were outside playing wow um, yeah so we've definitely been you know we're more concerned about other things than corona. Not even facts. Though, yeah. I tell people, um, I tell people all the time as well, like, man, this, like, we worried about COVID. This, this, this way crazier shit happening out here, man. But I guess, obviously, whatever's being shown to us is what we care about. Like you said, that's how, that's really how dumb we are. Yeah, you know, they get you to do a series of yeses. So the first yes is lockdown. The second less yes is wear a mask third yes vaccine now they're re- recommending that men inject female sex hormone so you know we'll see how many people go for that one but you get the picture man it's, just, it's, it's sales 101 keep keep making them say yes they're gonna just yeah. say yes to everything yeah man i mean come on they're pushing anal swabs low-key i mean i kind of what it seems like they want to do next over here <laughs> Yeah, you know, China. the day after China banned all gays, they said, well, now we're going to anal swab everyone who comes in the country. I'm like, damn, China, which one is it? Wait, hold on. They banned gays? Yeah, they banned. Oh, shit. Or they banned something to do with homosexual marriage. Yeah, if you look it up. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. It's sad, man, because I tell people, like, coronavirus, I sound insensitive sometimes, but that shit really don't exist in my world. Only when I go to work... And when I shop real quick for you know some groceries for five minutes, that's the only time they really exist in my in my world. Yeah, so China just said homosexuality can be called a mental disorder. Chinese court rules. Oh my god! And then the very next day, they were like, "And we're gonna anal swab you when you come in the country," which is pretty gay, China. <laughs> happening and everything and they were talking about you know the glory holes how that was a better option to go about to not catch covid and i'm like yo what the fuck going on yeah the cdc does a very good job at getting traffic to their website like with the whole zombie thing you know they know they know zombies aren't gonna you know come up tomorrow and start running around here but they 
pretended like it was going to happen to get traffic to their site so that everyone could read the stuff that they weren't going to read when they never were coming to the site in the first place. So, and then the, the caveat is if there is one and if there is a zombie attack, they're just going to look even more smart. Man, I'm so over this. I'm so over it. But man, we'll see. August, I'm with August though. If it ha- if it's if it's out of if, if it's out of the way on August, but do you think they're gonna start implementing the vaccine passport? Do you think that'll be a thing, or they'll let the other they'll let the unvaccinated be out here rocking as well, or or what do you think? I think the the government's not gonna do it, but the big companies will. Right. So they'll kind of like you know they'll make it hard to maneuver. But at the end of it all, I think. Most people are going to say no to it, and it's not going to work the way they thought. Yeah. I mean, even though it seems like a lot of people are signing up for it, you know. But we'll see how that plays out. Fuck COVID, man. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Just how the Spanish flu didn't last, you know, only a few years, this will be the same thing. We'll get over it. But I, I just, to me, man, it just it's so obvious that the reason this was – it became a thing was just to usher in the new ways of, you know, that, that they want to implement. That's to me, that's the only reason why we're on a quote unquote pandemic. Yes. The virus is, is a thing. It's probably taking people out. I get that, but there is no need to shut everything down. And that to me was just to usher in all this new technology, te- the new technology ways and everything else that just follows the vaccines and shit. So you can't tell me a conspiracy theory ain't playing out in front of us. Yeah. There's something going on, man. And, you know, like frogs being boiled slowly you throw the frog in the boiling water it'll jump right out but if you slowly raise the temperature they'll die and not even know it so that's what's happening right now they're slowly raising the temperature on everyone Mm -hmm. we're moving we're they're moving quick too but we're gonna be all right either way we're gonna be solid but we are we are um well, the bigger chunk of this episode, I really want to focus on crypto and Zcash. But before we get into that, I do want to speak a little bit on you, like a special assistant for Trump. You know, like if you can speak about that a little bit, like what did that entail to or how did that come about? Yeah, when I was, you know, a teleprompter operator in New York for 15 years, we worked with some of the top people in the world. And one of them just happened to be friends with Mr. Donald Trump kind of gave us a recommendation. He tried us out in the campaign. So July of 2016, I was actually on vacation with my family on the Jersey Shore. We got a phone call that Trump was going to use a teleprompter and they wanted to use us. Actually, the the first company they called, um, the company didn't want to work with him. Mm. Then they called our company and they knew I would want to work with them because I already liked them. Right. Because... You know, around, I guess, what was it, May of 2016, you know, when the news was so against him, we already knew that the news had been lying to us for years. So when the news, who was liars, hates a guy, I was like, we got something really good here. Mm. You know, it was like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing. Yeah. We already know that the media is not for us, you Mm. know, and that they make their money lying to us and getting us very angry. So when they didn't like him... I said, man, we got something good. This is something good, you know, and not, not everyone saw it like that. And then when I started working for him that summer and that fall, you know, first and foremost, he was a great person, a great guy to work for, um, a fair person, a very, you know, a caring person, 
loyal yeah. person. Um, and just had a right attitude. He's the type of guy who will ask anybody their opinion on something. And if you have a good opinion, you know, he'll thank you and take, take it and run with it or he'll, you know, just keep it moving. But the point is, it doesn't matter who you are. If you have a good idea, you know, he wants to hear it. Right. Whereas if you work with a lot of top people in the world, a majority of them are not like that. Like they don't care about you. You mm-hmm. feel me? They don't want to know what your opinion is. So then when we started going to all these rallies, man, there was, it was sellout arenas. And, you know, I would talk to the people who worked at the venue and they'd be like, you know, Hillary was here last week and we didn't, we didn't have a quarter of the people that are here. You know, she couldn't, she couldn't even fill it up. Um, lines out the door. You know, we go to a rally in Florida and there's like 20,000, 30,000 people and it's all black, white, Spanish, little kids. And they're blasting the music and he pulls up in his plane and comes out and everyone starts screaming and cheering. I was, I was calling back home. Like, listen, this, he's going to win. They're like, he's not going to win. You know, the news says he has a 90, Hillary's got a 90%. I'm like, no, listen, everywhere we go is sold out. Like this has got to translate into the voting booth. And then it ended up happening, Mm. you know, and and we kind of knew it. And then, um, you know, he went to the White House. My colleague, Gabe, went right away with him. Um, usually usually the White House communications agency takes over and, and fulfills that role. But Trump stayed loyal to us. And, and Trump brought Gabe and then shortly thereafter brought me into the White House. But I, before that, I was just private contracting. Mm. But he was the first president to stay loyal to his teleprompter operators and bring them with him. Um, so, so that's kind of just a testament to the kind of character he is. And then, yeah, you know, it was a great experience, you know, getting to fly on Air Force Two, getting to go to all the rallies, getting to walk into the White House, um, seeing all the amazing energy there. So it was a really cool experience. And then you leave there, you know, and you're kind of on cloud nine and you're kind of like, okay, how do I one up this now? You know, Mm. it's a a little bit of a downer. And we all thought we were going to have four more years there because the internal polls look so good. And, you know, the numbers at the rallies were still amazing. So it was kind of a downer, but now it's a lot of fun being home with the family, working from home. You know, being able to wake up when I want. You know, I don't have to wear a suit and tie every day. Even though I like, I do like wearing a suit and tie. But was it a pressure? Like, did you have? Do you you were never worried about? You know, because all the stuff that came with just being associated with Trump. No, you know, you know, I got to see a different side of it and see that he was a good person and a good man. And you know, where I grew up in New York, majority of my best friends growing up were black. Man, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot, and because of that, th- those friends know me, and know I'm not racist, and know I'm a good person. So they were cool with me and almost happy for me, and like proud of me. You you, you feel me? Yeah. But, but then like people who didn't know me that well and kind of just associate associations. Um, hold on, that's my son running. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're good. So people who uh, you know those ones who kind of like unfriended me. Or looked at me different or you know um you know i had a few people unfriend me on facebook instagram all that bs but like my true friends who know me you know were, they were happy for me but it is tough right it is tough because you know 
it, it kind of puts a target on your back in a way. That's and that's what I meant. Yeah, like just that that target, because you know, I mean, we just being looking from the outside, us the people, you know, we kind of we, we say things like, "Yo, they're gonna get Trump, bro." Like Trump doing too much. Like he actually for us, and they you know, watch out, they're gonna assess. So the, all those all those talks, you know, we that's what both the people are saying. So that's why I'm asking. Like, imagine that pressure just being close to him, and you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not there like you are with him. So that's why I was just curious if if it is pressure to always be looking over your back or you know. Maybe someone's gonna do some shady shit because you are associated with him, or I don't know. Yeah, I never even, I you know, looking back maybe, but I never. My whole life, I never look at any situation like that. I'm mm. kind of naive in that regard, where, you know, that that thought never even comes in my in my mind, and because of that, I'm able to not flip people, but neutralize any kind of negativity. You know, even if someone is a Trump hater and wants to put their energy towards me, I'm still going to navigate that conversation in a way where, you know, every, both parties are going to end in a happy manner. You feel me? I missed the, I missed the Trump years, bro. Another four years would have been solid. I mean, gas is already just like, yo, Trump had that shit under control. Everything, you know, everything just seems like. <laughs> you know, he, was the, he was the first president in our lifetime. I don't know how old you are. I'm 36. He's the first president in my lifetime to not start a new war. Facts. I'm 27. And look how they treated him because of that, you know? So that was a big tell. And um, he, he really wasn't part of that club like that. And he was doing the right thing. And for that, you know, they had to get, they said, get him out of here, man. Yeah. Get him out of here. Real shit. <laughs> and then, you know? and then because of, you know, because of Gary, actually, I, I started getting very, you know, hip to what the CCP was up to. And now you see that, man, like China really running this shit. And we, we're going to be looking like China in a few years if we don't, you know, wake up. Yeah, man. You know, they're run by a bunch of engineers and they're all about the bottom line and the, and the margins and slave labor, and not letting people express their freedom of religion. But no matter what progress they make monetarily, you know, they're going to sacrifice that for spiritual progress and personality progress. So, you know, we'll never be outmatched in that category because we're unique. And you, you feel me? Hmm. Hmm. Man, dope. That's that's interesting, man. TV show, work for the president, and now you yeah. got, now you're doing you're doing your thing, bro. And so, how how does um where did the crypto journey start? Where did that come into play? Were you big on Bitcoin in the beginning, or this all was just new after you you know, I don't know. No, yeah. So I I, I never really was into Bitcoin in the beginning. I was watching it, and you know, I remember I was on on set. At a, at a job and the audio man kept talking about how he's buying Bitcoin. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I should buy some, but I didn't. Um, and then, you know, met TG 33 in 2016, 2017, 2018, you know, he talks about how he likes, um, this point Zcash mm -hmm. because of the, because of the founding date. And then before I really invest in something, I really research it and go deep down the rabbit hole. And as I was investigating, you know, I started to like a lot more about it than just its birthday or just its numerology, mm -hmm. because of the privacy features. And, you know, if we learn from history, first movers fail 47% of the time, but the improvers only fail 8% of the time. Mm. 
So, so Bitcoin's a first mover, and then we right. can compare that to kind of like MySpace. You know, mm-hmm. MySpace was replaced by Facebook. Mm-hmm. AOL got replaced by Google. You know, Yahoo. Google replaced Yahoo. So is that going to happen now? You know, is Bitcoin the first mover? Is it going to, you know, does it have problems? Yes. Okay, well, what's going to come and improve on Bitcoin? So you could look at a few projects. And one of the projects that I look closely at was Zcash because it's forked off the Bitcoin chain. It's got the same supply, but then it kind of just fixes the problems Bitcoin has. One being transparency. Uh, Bitcoin is fully transparent and not a lot of people, you know, that's the blessing of it, but that's also the curse of it. So any third party or government or foreign agent can look into your address and see just how much money you have. Mm. Or just how people are flocking to Telegram and Signal to speak in private. I'm betting that people are also going to want to store their wealth in private. So right. Same concept. And you can compare it to the advent of the World Wide Web and the Internet when websites first came out. It was just HTTP. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Dominic. Dominic, just keep it down a little, okay, bud? So when the when the internet first came, HTTP, mm-hmm. fully transparent. Uh, it was just computer programmers, you know, computer geeks who all knew each other, and were, it was a trusted situation. But then once the whole world started coming online, it couldn't be like that anymore because nefarious characters were stealing people's uh, private information, you know, their credit cards. Mm-hmm. And when HTTPS first came, you know, everyone was kind of resistant. No, that should be illegal. I think the government was against it, but now it's the standard and you wouldn't be caught dead putting your credit card into a site if it didn't have that little lock at the top. Mm, you know, that lock yeah. The top. Mm-hmm. So is the same thing going to happen in cryptocurrency? I don't know, but I, I think so. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and if we just study history, you know, so... I, I yes, I missed yes, miss Bitcoin, but now maybe it was a good thing I missed Bitcoin because mm-hmm. if I had invested in Bitcoin and got rich off Bitcoin, I would have been blind to all that. Like 99% of Bitcoin maximalists are, they can't see. They have Bitcoin blinders on. They can't see its, um, its problems and they can't see the solutions. So if you try to talk to a Bitcoin maximalist and, you know, just a hint at the possibility of there being a superior technology like zero knowledge proofs, you know, they get very biased and they get very defensive and that's a red flag too. Right. It's yeah. like, why, you know, they're basically married to the, the Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin, you know, what? it's funny because I invested into crypto back in 2016. I was younger, so I didn't even know about numerology. I didn't know about it. I didn't know about GG3. I didn't know about none of this. You know, I just knew that it was like the new thing. Everyone was investing into, into crypto and Bitcoin was a thing. But when I, when I found out about it, it was at 4,000, 5,000, uh, big uh, per coin. So I felt that I was still, still late because in my mind, I'm, I was still small, small minded to the, to the crypto. Whereas I felt if I didn't own a full coin, then it wasn't worth it. So I didn't invest into um, into Bitcoin, but I did get me some Ethereum because Ethereum was at like 300 at the time. So I bought me some Ethereum. And, you know, I, this is before I knew about like, oh, I should wait before it dips and maybe I can buy more. So, you know, I'm just trying to get on on the on, on board. 
So I bought me some Ethereum, and then I and then I bought me some altcoins too. Like it's funny enough, Doge was one of the ones that I invested in back in 2016. So when I when it went to the moon, I was like, oh shit, like dope, you know? Because I never went back to go look at my look at him because I was always looking at it as a long term investment. I didn't care about the short term goal. I just wanted to get in, and with 10 years from now, hopefully it benefits. But I I feel like. I missed out on Bitcoin even then because even if I would have thrown in a thousand dollars, that would have I would have had no way more than that right now. So I feel like I did miss it. But so then now that I learned all this new information and I'm learning more about crypto and stuff, um, I'm like, damn, I gotta find out what's the next what's the next one then? What's the next one? So I started taking uh, notes from Gary and he was talking about Zcash and you know like he said he was telling people to buy it at twenty two, twenty eight, thirty three dollars, and now I bought it at ninety something. So it was going up. And I feel like it's still going to go up. I know it's projected to go up to maybe they're staying 500 something by it was supposed to be by the end of March. I'm, it's looking like it's not going to be like that. But um, it, it's already gone up since when I since when I bought some. So maybe it is the one. And then I also pay attention to symbols and stuff going around in the simulation. I think you retweeted one time a tweet that, you know, the Zcash logo is basically the same thing as the Bitcoin logo, just the Z. Um, it has the same, it has the, the, the same Z is in the Zell logo and the same Z is an Ozark logo. So I look at all that shit and I'm like, okay, that's a little hints to me where this might really be the one. And if it's the same as Bitcoin, it could just be on the back burner while everyone's looking over here at Bitcoin. So I just, I, I put my flag up and I start questioning all this shit. Cause now celebrities are, are telling you to get on board and everyone's telling you to get on board on Bitcoin. And that to me is like, okay, what's going on now? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. Yes, and Generation Z, right? Mm. Wow, I didn't, the, I didn't tie that one in. And what's the Z? The Z stands for zero cash. So it's hidden in plain sight. You know, they're t like, okay, duh. Of course the fucking chosen one's going to be called zero cash. That's what it is. Damn. So Bitcoin's got a baby brother. You know what happens to a baby brother when they get beat up their whole childhood. They either die or they either be in the baddest man on the planet. So, 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 what's your opinion on Bitcoin, though? What do you think is the plan right now with Bitcoin? Why is it? Why is it becoming as big as it is right now? Why are every celebrities talking about it? What What's the agenda in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think Bitcoin's the beta test run. It's a prototype. You know, they got the everybody in the trap, but they're just waiting to shut the door. Um, the celebs love it because it's 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 popular, you know, and people are making a lot of money on it. And I'll never hate on somebody making a lot of money on Bitcoin. And I'll never hate on Bitcoin either because it's a pioneer, right? Right, yeah. It's still, it's still a really good store of value. And I'll never hate on people making a lot of money off it. But it wasn't designed to be a store of value. You know, it was more designed to be a peer-to-peer. -peer. And now it could never be what it was set out to be in its white paper. Um, but there are other projects that are already at this time, lower transaction fee, faster to move the money through. Um, not, a, you know, uh, another thing is fungibility. People always want to talk fungibility, but the truth of the matter is one Bitcoin does not necessarily always equal another Bitcoin because there's a difference between a virgin Bitcoin and a Bitcoin that might be used in an illicit manner. You know, whether it was to pay for a crime or to do something illegal, it's almost like you can compare it to a gun that was what? used in a murder. Like, you know, if you buy, you shouldn't buy a used gun. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of, that's what I compare it to. Um, where a coin like Zcash doesn't have that issue. So, 
I think it's a matter of time before something happening, you know, more mainstream where people realize the weakness and the vulnerability of, of something being fully transparent, especially with your wealth. Uh, when that time comes, people will start, you know, flocking in droves to privacy coins. It's a fundamental human right. You know, it's kind of just like the founding fathers, you know, who, who put in these firewalls to protect us from tyrants. Mm -hmm. you know, I, look at, I look at this as the same way. Mm -hmm. I tell people, too, when, like when I talk, when I start telling them, like, hey, be wary about Bitcoin, and they get all defensive. I'm, and I tell them, I'm not telling you not to be invested into Bitcoin because, you know, I, I, even, I, even, I even started throwing a few hundred dollars into it. But I'm like, I'm not telling you not to be invested into it, but just be wary and don't maybe put everything into it. Kind of, you know, diversify your portfolio a little bit. There's a lot of other crypto stuff that, you know, that's. Well, do you know any other crypto that maybe have a chance to be at a at a high level? Like, you know, Doge, was that just a mainstream meme thing? Like, what, what, what was up with that? Well, first, let me say one more thing. Bit, for, for Bitcoin to 10x, it's got to go to $500,000 a coin, right? For Zcash to 10x, it only has to go to 1,000 a coin. And its all-time high is 5,000 a coin. Mm. So, and, and 10x will change your life, man. Yeah. So with, with Dogecoin, yeah, man, it's it was built off a meme. You know, it's a game. It's a joke. But with that said, it's another joke that's making people money. It's getting people into investing who might not have ever invested before. You know, so it's adding some flavor to the space that might be a little more boring without it. So that's cool that it gets people excited. But, you know, for, for the concern for me is that people investing their hard-earned money, something serious, into something that's kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I personally wouldn't invest in it, but I have close friends that I respect that do. And, you know, I can't hate on that. So it's interesting. You know, will it get to a dollar? I feel like maybe that's inevitable, right? Because all these people are calling for it. So that's cool with the strength and numbers of, of them bringing something to into existence that'd be solid i still i'm still hold i still hold on to it because i just I, i'm looking at this at a super long term so maybe i'm messing up like that i should have sold it when it went to the eight cents or nine whatever the highest yeah but who knows i'm bad when it comes yeah. to just tracking all this shit and just being like moving the money i hate doing all that shit yeah that's why i like uh the gemini app it's pretty user friendly you know i just you put us dollars in there and you can buy any coin you want pretty easy to transfer it to a wallet straight out of there too if you so choose so yeah the more simple you keep it the better you know i like what you did say though about how doge is um like you know that it's adding flavor to the to the space to the stock space and i think yeah i think that's what you know it, it makes it part of the culture now like stocks are part of you know even hip-hop culture is you know, bitcoin's part of hip-hop culture and we all know once hip-hop culture get on board it just it just takes off so I like yeah. I like I like seeing how it is becoming you know flavor it's it becoming more saucy and flavor you know swaggy and people are talking about it now so it, it is a thing but what's the who's the hidden hand though in all this that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to figure out you know and I and I maybe there's always there's always there always is a hidden hand maybe that's always the case because even when it comes to money there's a hidden hand behind what we use now but it's just it just seems funny like the timing and the way they're rushing it and I just I just question everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's you gotta you gotta go to the like depths of the rabbit hole 
really do your investigation and your research, the, the problem, the, the blessing is right with Robinhood, right? Robinhood steals everybody's information and their data. Cool. That's horrible. But it also allowed a lot of people to invest who never would have invested before. Bad. So that's a great, that's a great thing. So you kind of got to take the good with the bad in that regard. Um, with all these other projects, you know, people call them shit coins and altcoins. You just really got to do your homework and don't just invest in something because you heard that it's cool. Like, so right. when somebody gives me a tip, right, and they say, well, invest in that, then I go do my homework on it. So mm -hmm. I see, you know, when was it founded? Who who were the founders? Um, who currently runs it if it's not the same people? You know, what's the technology behind it? Who's the team behind it? Because you really want, you're investing in more than just an asset or a token. You're investing in people. Mm. So you're, you're investing in a team. So find out who those people are. You know, are they the, at the top of their field? You know, are they open-minded and adaptable and respectable? And do they respect other people in their space? Um, so that was another thing I really liked about the Zcash project is I kind of saw that they were pretty transparent. You know, they, they really made stuff tribal and like a community where the community members and the miners can interact and um, give insight and, and ideas and, they, and vote on it. So. And, and Zcash yeah. does have a, a founder, right? Because I know Bitcoin, the whole talk about there's no one that that run, or there's no creator to it or whatever. Right. You know, Bitcoin was supposedly created by this guy satoshi but no one knows who he is mm -hmm. so i'm not saying he's not real but it just give it just makes me skeptical like you know like um, i question it you know is it even a real person um but with that said he does mention zuko in his white paper and zuko is one of the founders of zcash mm. he mentions zuko's blog so you know, you got somebody who's been in the space since the beginning, who's a you know OG cypherpunk they call him, and uh, that's that's something else that you just gotta respect. You know, you can't hate on that. And Zcash was conceived by scientists at MIT. Yeah, man, you got MIT, you got Tel Aviv University, um, you got another. What was the other respectable school? John Hopkins. Yeah, John Hopkins and a few others. But that just goes to show you, like, like, oh, you're gonna bet against MIT and Israel, Tel Aviv? Like, are you crazy? Yeah, bro. I saw Tel Aviv and I was like, okay, well, okay. So then, you know, because right now we're talking since that's Israel, Ethereum. Ethereum is a Israel-based coin, isn't it? Well, I think the founder of Ethereum is um, Russian, Vitalik. Oh, okay, okay. He's weird looking. Like, he looked like a droid. <laughs> yeah he looks like a genius <laughs> so that's not that i thought that was uh israel as well not no yeah i'm not too sure about that but you know it's a collaboration right a collaboration so you got john hopkins you got mit you got uc berkeley you got tel aviv university so you know these are some of the top minds in the world getting together to create something you know you better pay attention you feel me and what's up with these, like, um, have you heard of uh, the crypto guru, Pompeo? Yeah, Pomp. Yeah, Pomp. Yeah, like, and this is why I start questioning the Bitcoin shit, right? Because he's doing a whole promo run on all the hip-hop podcasts, and he's talking about, 
you know, Bitcoin and he's so, you should invest, you should invest, you should invest. And how you were saying earlier where sometimes they get blinded because, you know, they have seen success from Bitcoin that they're so, they get defensive. They don't want to look at the other side. But I just, I, I just question all that shit, you know, that's happening all around the yeah, same man. time. And he's making, he's on so many appearances now. He's on Joe Budden podcast, on the Flagrant 2 podcast. And I'm just like, what's going, yeah. what's going on? It's concerning. And it's the thing that concerns me is some of the top voices in the crypto space, like Pomp and like Michael Saylor, they don't, they're not really experts in fucking cryptography, bro. Like they're not experts. They're not geniuses at that. They're geniuses at marketing and making their show popular, mm. which I can't get on that. But even Pompeo was on a podcast, I guess, with Andrew Schultz, maybe I saw yesterday, and they started to talk about privacy coins. And, um, you know, they were, they were they were talking about, like, how would you buy illicit drugs or, you know, a drug in a state with Bitcoin, you know? And then they started talking about how cash how Bitcoin can never be as good as cash because you can't do that. Um, and then they started talking, getting into the transparency talk. And that's when Pomp was kind of like, you know what? I don't really know. He was like, <laughs> I don't really, you know, which is awesome that he yeah. said, he admitted he doesn't know, but that's the point. Like a lot of people are taking their advice on what to invest in by guys who are just, you know, not experts. They're not behind the scenes in the weeds who know the technology behind it. Because anytime you talk to somebody who is in the weeds and who is a brilliant mind in the space, they'll admit, you know, they'll be transparent. They'll say you know, there there could be projects better than Bitcoin that come. So right away, if someone denies that, I always put up a, a red flag, like, okay, uh, I know who I'm dealing with now. <laughs> Have you converted a lot of people to Zcash? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of referrals on Gemini and eToro and, um, you know, pretty much anytime I have a conversation with somebody around this, I always tell them about Zcash. And then when I break it down to them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, that makes total sense. And a lot of times they end up wanting some action on it themselves. You know, it's, it's messed up, man. I got someone to invest like six figures into Zcash on Gemini and all I got was a $5 referral. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Fair, right? Bro, I'd have been like, "Here, bro, thank you for the ways." <laughs> That's not fair. What's up with that? You got a five dollar. I got, I got ten dollars. The only Bitcoin I own is because Gemini pays their freaking referral fee in Bitcoin. That's the only Bitcoin I've, I, I've never bought Bitcoin. I've only gotten it from the referral. That's funny. What what is this, what is um the Zcash expected to go up to? You said it can go up to five thousand. You said or a thousand? Yeah, I think it can go up to five thousand easily. Obviously, this is not financial advice, and I'm not an expert. No, no. But with its inflation rate, and it's just on the same path as Bitcoin. So at Bitcoin's first halving, it was like seventeen, sixteen a coin. Zcash's first halving, you know, it was hovering around a hundred. So what's to say? I think it can even go higher than Bitcoin, man. Why not? <laughs> Hey man, I'm trying to get in on, on this shit early. That's why I, I invested as much as I, I think. Every like every paycheck, I'm just throwing money into Zek. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're if you can agree with the philosophy that privacy is a human right, and you can agree with the philosophy that 47 percent of first movers fail and improvers yep. only fail 10 of the time, so Bitcoin's a first mover. 
right away they got a 50% chance of failure. Zcash is an improver. So I'm betting on an improver, and you should too. Facts, bro. Facts. And when do you think that we will start seeing the downfall of Bitcoin? No, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's gonna be five years, ten years, two years. I think it could still go up to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. You know, um, to bring everything up with it. So it's a good question. It makes you think, like, what made us stop AOL? and go to Google? What made us leave MySpace and go to Facebook? You know, it's a very it's a very interesting question to think about because it doesn't just happen overnight, you know? But what you're telling me about Zcash, we would move we would move to that because it is a better version of Bitcoin. When it comes to MySpace going to, you know, like a, a Facebook or something, I feel like that was more that was more so going backwards because we went from basically coding ourselves Having your profile, how you want to have it, doing all you're you doing it, you're customizing yourself with the coding and everything. Yeah. So then now it's just you know pictures and gossip and 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 like the same with BlackBerry. BlackBerry was encrypted, you know, text messages, and we go to iPhone, which we can get spied on more. That's a good point, man. But, I, I never thought about it. like that's a good way to put it. I did enjoy MySpace where you could design it kind of how mm-hmm. you wanted. Remember, you could put a song on the homepage so when people came on, the song was blasting. The biggest the biggest conflicts of MySpace was just who's on your top eight. That was the only problem of MySpace. Other than that, it was fun. You can cast customize it how you want, pick your song. It was your vibe. It was your home. Not like Twitter. Like Instagram kinda had that feeling where people started making their, their accounts kinda, you know, artsy and stuff and it's more appealing. But yeah, man, we stopped coding and all that stuff. I knew how to do HTML and center slash center and look at look at where coding is at now. <laughs> yeah man i forgot about that that's that kind of jump-started us in, in the right path you're right it's a good point so if zcash is a better version of bitcoin i'm sold and like you said i do also believe that the first runner is never is it never is the one and i remember gary everyone when i heard gary first say that and i was like that's a good point because it's never the first one so it's it's so when it, when he was talking about zcash he's like that's that's what he was banking on i didn't know the reasons i didn't know the the technology behind it i was just like oh he's going off that one i just knew it was based off numerology just because i know it's gary and everything he does is revolved around numerology but then when when i came across your page you started re- you were actually retweeting zcash stuff you were actually tweeting about zcash and, and giving information and i'm just like and that's when i got so I, that's when i got on board when i started following your account and i'm like oh this is probably a thing and i think you retweeted an account and this this guy too was like all about Zcash and just talking about Zcash and I'm like oh it's really a community for this like this is this might be the one and so I started looking into it myself and I'm like okay I, I, I like what I'm reading so far but I'm still very you know naive to it but then now hearing from you is like I'm sold more so we gonna keep investing. <laughs> yeah man, it's a good it's a good call. It's a solid project with a great team and you know numerology is strong but you also gotta have all the other factors going on. They got that too. So it's a kind of a double whammy, man. It's a one-two punch. Um, do you, is numerology used a lot in, in like this, in like the stocks and all that stuff? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it is based off GG33, but do you use that a lot like to figure out stuff too? Or are you kind of just like, oh, it's just a factor that I factor in? Oh man. Once I studied under G, I started looking at the whole world differently. <laughs> You know, it's a fact. The way you find uh, someone's life path number is you basically add up the whole date, 
Mm-hmm. Even though today, today is 320, so it would be 3 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1. You know, and then you get your, what the day's energy is. It's an 11 day, secret 11 day. So today's a one day. And then you kind of, you know, once you learn it, it's hard to not see it, right? So mm-hmm. you know, okay, today's a one energy. People are going to be more argumentative, more aggressive leadership number it's a masculine number so that's kind of you can navigate through your world knowing what day it is what people's birthdays are it's a fun little tool to have in your tool belt to uh, match people in business together nicely you can look at it invest in companies so it's a cool tool to have in your tool belt on the road to success That it changed my life for sure too, and I'm not even in GG33. I just obviously follow the community, and I just know the basic information that that's given to us as free, like free followers, I guess. And it, yeah, it did change your life because now you see it all. You, you see it everywhere, even like when it comes to politics and when certain things are announced or when certain events are planned. It's always like an 11 day or it's just it's funny, you know. But it's it's accurate, and you can't. It is what it is, bro. Like when I re- when when I learned about what the 28 meant. And I'm like, that makes sense why money, like, I'm not saying I have the most money ever. I'm not saying I, I'm even, like, myself wealthy, you know, as far as finan- financial. But I'm a 28, and to this day, you know, my parents left me a house. You know, that's just some 28 shit. That's some 28 energy shit where you don't have to, it's always going to be, it's always going to find its way. And then, and I'm like, yo, that's crazy because it's true. You know, like, never yeah. had to worry about money. Yeah, that's a fascinating one. You look at all the wealthy people that were born on the 28th, or that their birthday adds up to 28. Like Tiger Woods' birthday adds up to 28. LeBron James' birthday adds up to 28. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, born on the 28th. Mm. Um, you know, that's when you start to like hear the Twilight Zone music, and you know it's it's undeniable. Of course, there's rich people who are. You know, everybody will say, "Oh, well, this guy's rich. He's not born on the 28th." Yeah, no shit. No, I'm dying. But then sometimes what you'll see is, okay, he might not be born on the 28th, but his wife is, you know, so that's like mm-hmm. even more crazy. Uh, Dana White, you know, July 28th. Bill Gates, October 28th. Um, Cheryl Sandberg, August 28th. You know, so Miami, the city of Miami founded on the 28th. No the wonder Dallas, I like it so much out there. The Dallas Cowboys, the richest franchise in sports history, you know, founded on the 28th. So when you start to see stuff like that, you kind of just smile and you know, say, all right, cool. You know, so how can I use that for me and my friends and my family? Or, you know. But it's all about balance, man. Everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Just because 28 you know, might be great in that field, maybe they have a weakness in another place. That's the knowledge you gotta pay for from Gary, cause you know I I, I had a reading from him, and I asked him like, oh like what's my enemy numbers? Like what number should I not get with? And he's like, oh you gotta pay for that, bro. And I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's worth it, you know. Yeah, no, I know. Because why not? You know, oh you're gonna tell me days and years where that are good for me and some that are bad for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Love, I'd love to see that and see if that works. You know? 
it's just who I am. I, I crave knowledge and information. You know, I'll kind of try everything once, see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'll keep it moving. And if it does, I'll implement my program somehow, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I have a quick question, actually, about um, where to keep, where where what would you say or what would you recommend would be the best place to store your cryptocurrency? Do you have a specific wallet you, you use, just Gemini, or you do you have a secure wallet, or either Gemini or I use the Zek wallet or the Nighthawk wallet right now? Um, a lot of people though say the, the Nano Ledger. You know, you wanna you wanna hold your crypto on a, a hardware wallet as well. And that's only the true way that you truly hold it and own it and possess it. Whereas if you have it on an exchange, you know, it's not a hundred percent yours. Somebody's kind of holding it for you. So most people recommend the hard wallet. I agree. You can use the Nano Ledger or you can use the, if you're doing Zcash, you can use the Zek Wallet or the Nighthawk Wallet. Or Zek Wallet is a website or an app? Yeah, it's an app. So you can just kind of go in the app store, type in Zek Wallet, uh, it'll pop up, and then you can easily transfer trade from Gemini right onto that wallet. So you don't recommend Coinbase at all? Uh, Coinbase is cool. You know, I use it sometimes, but um, I'm in New York. Gemini has a really good relationship with New York. Zcash has a good relationship with them. Uh, Gemini oh. really loves Zcash more than any other exchange. Mm. So I'm gonna kind of stay in that ecosystem. You feel me? I'm about to migrate over there, bro. I'm on Coinbase. Yeah, I, I don't know any better. I don't know any better. So I'm just on Coinbase and uh, Bittrex. Yeah, I'll give you my referral link. I can. That's the only way I can get some more Bitcoin. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'll give you another five dollars. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Well, um, I think I guess the last thing I really want to just kind of talk about is we talked about numerology a little bit, but are you also into uh, astrology? You know, you do you follow that heavy too, or? Yeah, Chinese astrology. So yeah. I was, so I was born in 1984, year of the rat. Mm. Uh, year of the ox, and their 12th sign. Uh, and it's a shame, man, because people love Western astrology more than Eastern Chinese, mm -hmm. mostly because they've been brainwashed and they don't, you know, no, people don't like to be called a rat or a snake or a pig. Or That's a true. No one wants to be called a monkey. So, but the sad part about that is, is we overlook those silly biases, stereotypes. It's actually way stronger than, than uh, Western astrology because Western astrology deals with all the planets, the stars, but Eastern just deals with the Earth. Yep. You know, we live on Earth, mm -hmm. so it's more powerful in that regard. You know, it's pretty easy, you know, even if, if you don't have uh, the funds to take these class, you know, you can get some books on Chinese astrology, uh, like the Taoist books. Yeah. They could kind of go into the story of it, and that's kind of a beginner, a good beginner's level, uh, just to get a feel for the twelve signs, to know how they act, to know who their friends are. You know, so you have uh, basically a triad system. Mm -hmm. with, you know, rat, dragon, monkey. That's one, for example. So, if I'm born in year of the rat, people born near dragon, near the monkey, I'm gonna have a better exchange with them, better better energy, you know, stronger friendship, you know, I'm more connected to them and I get along with those signs better. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't get along with another sign, but, you know, if you're going into business or, 
relationship. Yeah. Really, really cool tool to have that works pretty well. Yeah. I'm a rooster, so, you know, I need me a snake or an ox. <laughs> See that? Yeah. So now you're an ox year, which is your best friend's sign. So, you know, you should, that means you should put the pedal to the metal. Like, go even harder. Take a little bit of risk. Put yourself out there. You know, now strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't know what this means. I always, I'm always, like, just curious. I'm always trying to figure it out and... Like just 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 the synchronicities of this, but you know my mom is a she's a 33 LP ox, and I'm a 33 LP rooster. Like I, I just I don't know like I just and I'm really like me and my mom are super tight. Like we're super cool. You know like I'm one of my best friends basically, and it just it's just weird. You know like just like little small things like that. We're born literally 20 years apart. It's just weird. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great that you got that both 32 life paths so you guys are the master teachers and she's yeah. the ox protecting the rooster and the, so my dad my dad's yeah. a, a seven lp monkey super smart <laughs> yeah man yeah so it just, it's, just, yeah. it's interesting you know i start breaking all my families and like you know numerology and their signs and everything and it's like man that's crazy even when i started podcasting bro the the year i started podcasting was 2017 the last year of the rooster I didn't know about none of this stuff, so it was just funny how that ended up working out, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, see, a lot of times stuff like that happens. You know, there's no such thing as a coincidence or an mm -hmm. accident. So you kind of you were feeling the energy. You were feeling yourself, feeling good, and you decided to start something, and, you know, it's going to turn out really good for you. That's how it works, man. Yeah. It just, it just tools to the matrix. That's how I look at it, you know? Yeah, it's fun. You know, you got to play in life can't take everything so seriously and you study the game and you study the ancients and you study you know humans are symbol mongers and letters and numbers hold energy in, in this world in this reality where we use our vision to see and talk and tell and touch and taste you're a you're a 4lp so i'm born on the 13th and i'm seven life path damn i got it and i used to work in government so i figured <laughs> Yeah, I'm born on the 13th, which is the number of Matrix. Yeah. And my birthday, I, so I missed being a 33 by one hour. What? It was a full moon. And I uh, went into the next day. So, I don't know. Maybe I have some of that 33 energy. No, for sure. You know, that's a lot different. I was, I was born a few hours earlier. Man, but you being, uh, you're are you part of GG33? You're, you're a student? Yep. Um, yeah, I studied. So you being a part of that community, do you practice a lot of spirituality as well? Um, I mean, I guess it's all spirituality, right? It depends on your definition of it. Okay. You know, some people go to church. Some people, you know, say affirmations or, or pray to God, even though they're not in church. So I believe in prayer, but I, I believe in affirmations and, and speaking it to existence, saying positive, using the words I am, I can, I will, I have. And not I can't no, none of that I can't none of that I need or I want mm -hmm. when you want something or when you need something that means you don't have it right yeah so that means you're not going to get it because if you're talking to the universe the universe is listening you're telling it exactly what it is so it's much better to use the words I will I can I am and you'll see a lot more success from that you know I like it man I like it. Well, Thor, I appreciate your time. 
Uh, thank you so much for putting us on game to Zcash. Yeah, man. Hopefully the listeners, you know, they 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 take they go do their own research, you know, their own due diligence, and you know maybe they see the benefits in diversifying their crypto portfolio and not just going strictly to Bitcoin. Yeah, why not? You know, like just even if you have to hedge a little, you know, it's good to diversify. It's good to hedge the bets. And uh, likewise, man, I appreciate you having me on. And just as you said, you know, uh, do your research. Always do your research and look deeper. You know, don't take it at face value. One one last thing. I, I retweeted a, a tweet, actually, and it said Bitcoin is uh, digital gold. Uh, Ethereum is for private contracts and Zcash is for private transactions. Yeah. Real quick, yeah, can you was- just break that down real quick? That was the Winklevoss twin who tweeted that, right? It was who? I'm sorry. I believe that was the Winklevoss twin who tweeted that. Yes, I think you retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of coming out and saying, "Listen, there's there's room for other players, man. You know, let let some of the top players in the game, and that's what's happening. You're seeing some of the top minds in the world: Naval, Shamath, uh, Snowden, the Winklevoss twins." You know, they're all saying, hey, listen, there are some other projects. There's some great projects and they're worth looking at. You know, so when guys like that speak, we got to listen. Mm, yes, we're, we're stepping into a new a new age, you know, and the dollar, the value of the dollar is, is falling every day. So people got to get on board, you know, just start investing in different ways. Like, like we said, you know, have a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know if we want it where it's... Uh, the more these coins go up, the, the worse the dollar is. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, time will tell. And we're definitely living in interesting times, and it's pretty inevitable at this point. You know that these ideas—they're not going away. You know, mm-hmm. they're only going to get better. So instead of fighting it, we might as well go with it. You know, and add value where we can. And there it is. Thanks again, brother Thor. I really appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Looking forward to listening to it. Thanks for having me on, bro. All right, man. Have a, have a blessed day and take care. You too. Peace, brother. Peace. There you go. Brother Thor Likes. Follow him on Twitter at Thor Likes, T-H-O-R-L-I-K-E-S. Thor, Thor, Thor Torrens, assistant of the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. I don't care how you feel about that. If you, if you stop listening because you got to that part and you don't fuck with Trump, I'm sorry. You know, I miss Trump days. I'm not going to lie. I, again, I'm not saying Trump was going to be the answer to all our problems, but I was still entertained by the politics. It felt like we had a good guy fighting for us, even though I know it doesn't matter, but it kept me more engaged. Now I know these people are, this new administration is really just here to completely fuck us. No Vaseline. And, um... So yeah, it was interesting, interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know much about him. I just knew he was an assistant. I didn't know how he got there. I didn't know he was, he was on the TV, and I didn't know too much about Zcash. And I'm more sold. And I think you guys should really buy some Zcash. Um, I bought it at ninety something a coin. I believe it's at one thirty maybe right now. It's always going down between. It's always fluctuating between one twenty and one forty, as of now. I do have hopes in it, and I do take people like this um, opinion into consideration a lot because. Again, I just I just go against the mainstream shit. Whatever I see people going towards, I might go towards it too to check it out. But I know I know I know something's happening, so I kind of should have a foot over here too, just in case shit get crazy. I hop over here to this side and I leave the, I leave you know the Bitcoin people alone. 
But again, I'm not saying don't invest into Bitcoin. Have a diversified portfolio um, and buy different cryptos. And if you don't have any Zcash and you never looked into Zcash, look into Zcash and maybe that's what you want to invest in right now while it's still fairly early. I don't know when crypto is going to take its, 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 its like the throne of currency. I'm not sure when that will happen, but I just feel like we should be ready. Have, be ready. Be like, again, I said it multiple times. Diversify your portfolio. Diversify your portfolio. Have a little bit of everything. It doesn't hurt you. But it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, uh, go to Z. He has a fucking um. Yeah, he does Zcash artwork. Um, and he sells domains as well too. He sells LLCs and shit like that. Go to um. Uh, he has a web agency, EvanTorrance.com. And if you want a website or if you want him to build something for you, and he's the co-founder of Zec.art. So go to Zec.art and you can find Zcash artwork if you're interested in any Zcash artwork. Um, yeah, I like this episode. My first crypto episode. I'm trying to give you guys different type of conversations. I'm trying to keep it fun and, and, and unexpected too, you know. Last week I talked about tarot, Reiki, and healing and relationships. This week we're talking about cryptocurrency, finances, Bitcoin, Trump. Like it, it's, it's, it's different. Next episode, we're going to be talking about cardology. We're going to be talking about the cards and the deck of cards that exist. The, the, the current deck of cards, the Joker and the Queen and the Spades and the Hearts, whatever. We're going to be talking about how that correlates to the simulation. Um, I, got a good, I, got, I have a special guest coming up, too, and I'm kind of nervous about this one. I don't really get nervous for guests, but I'm kind of nervous about this one. That's a good thing, but it's still kind of like I shouldn't be nervous. I got an episode coming too about. I'm just giving you all the sauce. I'm gonna shut up. Never mind. <laughs> shout out to all you guys for tapping in and listening to Conspiracy on a weekly basis. I really do appreciate you guys. If you're listening to the episode just because my guest is on this episode, shout out to you still. And if you stay because you like what I what I brought to the to the table, if you like me, if you like my curiosity, if you like my personality. Stay tuned and rock with Conspiracy, and you'll really, really enjoy this. And this is going to be the biggest podcast one day. And I promise you guys that we're going to go all the way up. I'm only, the Conspiracy hasn't even been going on for a year, right? A year. I've been potting since 2017, but Conspiracy has only been going on for a year. For a year. Not even a year. In July, it'll be a year. So we're going up, and I promise you guys, I promise you guys, I don't get mad when guests don't want, don't, don't, I don't get mad when guests don't accept to come on my show. I really don't. I don't care. But they're going to remember me. They're going to remember my name, my account, my, my podcast name. They're going to remember me when this shit become one of the biggest conspiracy entertainment hip-hop podcasts out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck up this podcast game, guys, and I'm just really feeling myself, but I'm just talking my shit. I'm going to fuck up this podcast game. And I see a vision I see a lane that's not been occupied, and I'm going to hop in that hole right now, and I'm going to dominate that shit. And all I need, because once I get the fucking pieces, dog, once I get the right resources, and I don't just mean cash. I just mean the right pieces, the right people, the right team. It's over for you guys. Like, for real, for real, it's over for you guys. Because I'm a creator. I can create this shit. I know, what, I know what's hot. I know what people want to see. I know how I can make it dope. I know how I can bring certain crowds together. I'm going to be that different factor. I'm going to be that manifesting generator that I, that I am. I'm going to be that 33 life path that I am. And on that note, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Chris Piercy. Okay. Grab your folders and your bags. It's the end of class. Good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And 
Grab your folders and your bags, it's the end of class Good looking Chris X, Matt, we'll be sure to make it back For the next session that you're hosting See you bright and early next show and 